would I rather get the result or would I rather be right? And allow yourself for just a second to try on what it feels like to be wrong and to be uncomfortable. And are you willing to feel that discomfort in order to get the results that your future self has? Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business by mastering their time, money, and drama. I'm your host, Jessica McKinley, founder of What's Happening Coaching, a life coaching program that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Hello, hapsters. Where are you tuning in from? Is there snow on the ground by you or is it hot? I'm going to Mexico City in like two weeks and My brain is just on Mexico city weather, even though there is snow on the ground outside still, I don't accept it. I just don't acknowledge it. I wanted to share with you something really funny that happened to me this morning when I was brushing my teeth with my son, helping him brush his teeth. And I have been noticing as we do as humans, you know, sometimes you, it's easier for us to see other people's flawed thinking, right? Like we see them making excuses for themselves, but it's way harder to see our own excuses and stubbornness and stubborn thoughts. So I want you to just notice and take this example of what I did for myself that was so difficult and so valuable and just try it on for a size today. So I was, I, moved to a new location. I need to set up a dentist appointment for Calvin and for myself and for Mark. And I was like calling around to dentists and I was just been talking to people about teeth a lot lately. Right. Super fun conversation. (laughs) And I was talking to someone else about how I brush really hard apparently. And my enamel is starting to like come off at the very top. And it's extremely painful now to go to the dentist because it's like, there's the enamel is gone. And I was telling someone else this and they were like, yeah, it feels like it's better to brush hard. It feels like they're getting cleaner. And I'm like, I know, right. That's how I feel too. So even though the result is not what I want it to be, my enamel is going away. I still have the thought and I'm doubled down on the thought that it still feels cleaner to brush my teeth harder. And as I was having this conversation with someone, I could hear myself reinforcing a thought that was creating a result that I don't want. And I was like, why am I doing this? And I thought back to an episode I did a really long time ago about our brain's desire to be right so strongly, more strongly, we want to be right then we do get the result that we want. And I was just thinking how crazy it is that in such a like basic example of brushing my teeth, like I'm ruining the enamel on my teeth because my thought is it feels cleaner to just brush at the rate that I did. So while I was brushing with Calvin, I was like practicing brush brushing soft. And I was like, this sucks. Like this does not feel good. It felt very uncomfortable. I felt like my teeth weren't getting clean. I was just like, Oh my God, this is what I'm supposed to do my whole life. And I was just thinking about that for you guys. For me, it's so clear. It's like, stop doing this thing, this spending habit without tracking your money or this 
weekly go about your day without scheduling, it like blows my mind because I can see that the results come from scheduling and from doing hapster budgeting and the things that we do behind the scenes. But I was just thinking, it's not the, it's not actually the problem that you think the process doesn't work. It's just that it's uncomfortable for you to change your thought. And that's it. And I was like, where am I doing that everywhere in my life? So I wanted to share that with you. I'm practicing the discomfort of brushing my teeth softly right now. And that might sound so basic to you, but I wanted to share it because I think that it is that simple. And if you are able to apply that today to something that you're doing with money or something that you're doing with time to just question your thoughts and to see where you feel indignant, like I I know, right? Like I should be able to brush my teeth at this like velocity. I don't know what I'm even talking about at this point, but it, it just question, would I rather get the result or would I rather be right? And allow yourself for just a second to try on what it feels like to be wrong and to be uncomfortable. And are you willing to feel that discomfort in order to get the results that your future self has? So fun. Okay. So now after that fun little anecdote, I want to introduce you to my friend and to my bookkeeper, Natalie Wanger. Soon to be, actually, Natalie, what's going to be your new last name? Miller. My new Are you changing name. your last name? Debatable. We haven't yeah. decided. I actually love what you've talked about, which is going socially by Miller, but all of the paperwork and et cetera to actually change it feels like a lot to me. So yes. we'll see. We'll see how perhaps maybe sometime after the wedding we'll actually yes. we'll, we'll revisit it. I yeah. encourage everyone to do their research on this, but that is not the podcast topic for today. Natalie is an expert in dollars and math and accounting. She does some she does high level finance for Marriott, and she also has her own bookkeeping business for female entrepreneurs, which I'll let her explain to you a little more in detail. But I hired her because I was just so in awe of the way that she meshes mindset and numbers. As you guys know, I think that both process and mindset are so important when it comes to business. And I only want to hire people that are willing to do the work from both angles. And so Natalie was a natural, perfect fit for one of my first hires in the company. And I wanted to have her on because a lot of hapsters behind the scenes, you know, they hear me talk about Natalie all the time. And then they, a lot of them have gone on to hire her for their own business. And, uh, it really just, is a natural fit for anyone that uses the model for anyone that is a future focused thinker because accounting is very past focus, right? And that's not the work that Natalie and I do together. So I wanted to have her on so that we could just have a candid conversation and talk about some of the things uh, that we've done together behind the scenes that have allowed me to focus on what I'm really good at, which is delivering, coaching, and selling, and just know the math to allow me to do that. So Natalie, tell us a little bit about your business and kind of how it came to be in your perspective. I love to hear it from yours. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the way I sort of fell into this, if you will, is I love, I've 
always been good at numbers and helping people that aren't always the best at numbers put the two together. So I realized this in college, I was a hospitality and an accounting major and a lot of my hospitality classmates were, would struggle with the finance piece of it. And I was kind of like the person they would go to to put the two together and, and get the understanding. So that was sort of a unique skill set that I had, that I have this ability to translate, if you will, numbers into a understandable, tangible thing, as well as in on top of just understanding and explaining, but also visualizing. And I think that's a huge piece with business owners is a lot of times you can do the math, but it's hard to really understand how the math is impacting you and your future if you're not able to physically see what that looks like. So one of the things that I focus on is making my reports very visually pleasing, making sure that they're very clean and easy to understand in a way that each of my entrepreneurs works. So that's another thing that I think I really pride myself in doing is making sure that everybody that I work with has reports in a way that they think about those topics. So if you don't think about software as software, you think about it as your computer tools and just making something up, we'll mm-hmm. call it your computer tools. Like that's that's the point of yes. sort of the way that I work is that we're going to make it so that you understand it. And that's that's who's important to understand it. And I cannot... I cannot back that enough. Like if there was a place for me to leave you a review on that exact skill set, I I would give you like a 10 out of 10 because for me, when I came to Natalie, you know, you guys, I teach numbers and I teach math, but I teach it in a very simple, basic way. This is not complicated math that we're doing. It's just needing to understand revenue versus expenses so that you can make the important decisions that you want to make. So when I came to Natalie, I had a couple of decisions that I'd been holding off on making. And I was just talking right before we hit record, we were just talking to my producer, Danny, about making decisions quickly and being an advanced decision maker. If you guys listened to that episode, this was what made me know that I had to hire Natalie and that it was the perfect timing for me because there were some decisions that I felt that I truly couldn't make non-emotionally. Like I knew I wanted to make some decisions, for example, to hire someone. I wanted to hire my podcast producer. So without Natalie, I would not have hired them. And without um, Natalie, I would not have felt comfortable bringing on my onboarding manager, bringing on, you know, my assistant with my goals towards 200K, knowing what I could pay myself in terms of salary, knowing uh, what decisions I can make that are bigger, right? When it comes to the mastermind, when it comes to taxes, a lot of these decisions I was making kind of gut-based. And I think that there are certain decisions you can make with your gut, but I think ultimately you need to make them in collaboration with the math. And I just didn't understand the math. So when it came to Natalie, I said, here's what I need to understand. I need to understand the numbers that will allow me to decide when I can invest in X, Y, and Z and how consistently what I would have to do in terms of selling and in terms of my offer in order to consistently have these sorts of expenses. And very quickly, like she said, like, Uh, we came in, she presented me with a lot of different numbers. And I said, I don't care about that. I don't need this. I don't know what that means. Like, it's not necessary to me. It was like clutter to me. And so we just sifted it out. And I said, 
there are certain areas where, you know, she may be explained a number. And I said, okay, that makes sense. We'll leave that in the report. But ultimately we just pared it down and it was a collaboration about understanding what was important to me and what I needed to know. So when we started out, did you have like, what, what did you feel like we did right? And what did you feel like we could have done differently looking back on our particular journey? Cause I know everyone's different that works with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, I don't, for what we, what we've accomplished, I think we couldn't have accomplished it without going through all the steps that we went through. So I can't really say that we should have done something wildly differently. I think the things that really helped us is my job is to do that backward looking thinking and organizing and sorting of the numbers. So I'm still going to take all the data and look through it and peruse it and make sense of it, you know, at least for myself so that I then can present things moving forward. And like just said, I, you know, I, this is what I do. I think in all these different numbers. And so part of the beauty is that I could come up with some numbers that she was like, wow, that's a great metric. I want to keep that in. I hadn't thought of that. And then there's things that, you know, she didn't want to keep that to me, maybe like I would want, but she, you know, didn't need, and that's perfect. Right. And that's part of the beauty of it is that you're getting the options of like all the different metrics that you wouldn't even necessarily think to know that you can help kind of measure your business with. And so I know actually, sorry to cut you off. I know a lot of business owners and listeners who use QuickBooks or even my clients who use YNAB. Can we explain, or you need a budget or mint or whatever, or have an Excel spreadsheet to track their numbers? What is the difference for those people who are like, am I kind of already doing what you guys do? What's the difference between where we started, where you guys know, like I had my numbers pretty tight. I understood what I could understand of them, but how did we take that type of accounting and level it up so that I could be an advanced decision maker and make decisions literally in a split second? Totally. So once we had an understanding of what had happened in the past, we used some of what the past was to understand what we knew already was coming in. So for example, you sign a six month client or you sign something and they're paying you regularly. I'm going to help you visualize that out into the future. So you can see what income is coming in each month moving forward. And then you can see where your gap is. So if your goal is 20K and you have, you know, 10K in clients that are signed that are paying month after month, you're now, you now can very quickly see, okay, I have 10K that I want to make in this month. And this is how many clients I need to get there. And then the answer to solve your problem is right there. So I think really what it is, is a lot of it is taking your, um, in, in, in Jess's case with clients that are, you know, we know how often they're paying and when they're, they're paying. the ones that are on payment plans, they're on payment mm-hmm. plans. Exactly. We kind of know what those are, we just kind of forecast those out and we visualize, we make them so that they're visual for her. Other people, you can use your past to kind of inform your future in the sense of like, okay, if I've, if I'm making 10K months every single month and you have been doing that for a year, unless something's drastically changed that would help you increase it, you're not, you're going to start there as your base. So we can kind of know, okay, we expect that. And then what are we doing to change and how much do we think that's going to help us get to the next level? 
And I don't want anyone freaking out who's like, okay, maybe I'm totally not ready then because I have no predictability to my business. Because to be honest, when I hired Natalie, like I didn't have any predictability. Most of the predictability in my business began the month that I hired Natalie. And I do not say that lightly. So much of my distraction and my lack of focus in selling came from my vague understanding of what it meant and what I needed to do to like, I would go back and forth on, should I change my prices? Should I not? How many clients could I actually bring on? What would that mean? This is basically what I understood. I understood, okay, let's say I wanted to make hundred K and my price is five K. I could have 20 clients come on. Right. So I was like, that is the basics of what I understood. That math adds up, right? 20 times five. <laughs> yes. Okay. That would be a hundred thousand dollars. But what would happen is I encourage all of my clients. We have a process for them to set monthly goals so that they can understand and track where they're at in relation to their year goal. And I think the 30 day goal is one of the most important containers for your growth. I think that you can stretch yourself really big. You can collect a lot of failures. You can collect a lot of growth and understanding. But what would happen is if I didn't hit my goal in January, I'd be like, okay, it started to feel overwhelming how much I needed to do. And I didn't factor in until I had Natalie. Well, there are other variables that I could change. So what we did together was we created the path to 200K, right? We were like, actually, I think it was just 100K, right? The path to 100K was the first year that we were working together. And the path to 100K. And then what we set up, okay, this is what you would need to do in order for that growth to be linear starting now. But then some months I was fall, fell under the goal. So Every month, Natalie would adjust the monthly goal and the understanding based on what was coming in that was predictable or receivables based on the payment plan people and what else I needed to do. So based on what you've done in the previous month, your path and your plan will change slightly. So then halfway through the year, we realized, okay, if I want to hit this, actually, I'm probably going to have to change my prices. Like I actually think the first price that I had coming in was something like 3,500 or something for, or 3,000 for a client for six months. And I was like, that math is not going to add up to the goal. And at the same time I was investing in my business. You know, I don't encourage you to just set a goal and then change your prices based on trying to hit the goal. It needs to match the value that you're adding. But I was uh, setting all of my goals, not just with my revenue goal, but also with my own investment goal. So I said to Natalie, okay, if I want to get certified in life coach school, if I want to do this mastermind, if I want to hire this coach, if I want to do this training, what do I have to earn? And just, I loved the idea that we could create the plan And then every month she could update me and inform me on what needed to change within the plan in order to not change the goal. And that was huge for me because basically I would talk to Natalie and I'd be like, 
I'd finish the call and I'd be like, it's go time. There's nowhere to hide. And this is why I encourage everyone to understand the math of your business, because a lot of you guys hide in the math. You're like, okay, I'm just going to turn the binders on. And then, oh, let me just make a list or let me just do an Excel spreadsheet to see the numbers. Oh, and then you see a number, like one number. And you're like, it's not enough or YOLO, I'm killing it right now. It's a very all or nothing thinking. It's not, your numbers don't inform your capacity for future results. They're just a number that's a reflection of your past thinking. I'm going to say that again. Your revenue number, your, your monthly selling number, your expenses for the month are not a reflection of your capacity to sell and to grow and to earn and to spend. They're just a reflection of your past thinking and what you've been thinking up until that point. So I would see what was happening and I'd be like, okay, great. I can go back to figuring out where my thoughts need to up-level, where I need to deepen my belief. And I, I wasn't trying to hide in the list making and in the little tedious things because Natalie was doing that for me. She had the numbers plain and simple. And she was like, okay, you just need to make 17 grand in the next three weeks. No big deal. And I'd be like, okay, I have thoughts about that. My job is just coach myself and my thoughts or get coaching from my coach, right? And I went to work and I did that. I didn't waste my time being like, Oh my God, I'm in so much doubt. I'm going to try and hustle to like prove to myself that I don't, shouldn't doubt myself. So I think that that has been such a growth experience. Can you tell me about like a time when we were like rocking and rolling? And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I need more numbers or I need different set of numbers. And why do you have any examples of that? Yeah. I wanted to touch on one thing that you said real quick, which is just that If you, you know, when you're finding a bookkeeper or someone that's helping you with your finances, I highly recommend that you make sure that they are either neutral or positive towards your goals. You Mm. don't need, there's a lot of accountants and bookkeepers out there because of the way that we're trained. They're very past thinking. They're mostly, they're very risk averse. So they, a lot of people can just kind of be like, yeah, I don't know if you're going to make it. Like, uh, you don't want that. You don't want that energy. You want someone at, at, at a minimum to be neutral and just be like, okay, I think that's great. Get on with it and we'll see what happens and we'll do the math again, you know? Yeah. So I just think that that's super important for um, entrepreneurs, especially when you're, you know, people come to me scarred with, of like, with not wanting to share their numbers, afraid, and that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. I I think that's something that I didn't even occur to me to mention. It's such a good point because I've never experienced it with you. Like whenever I tell Natalie a goal, that's like four times or double the goal that we've ever done. She just doesn't, she's not phased by it. She's so used to the audacity of my future self that when future Jess shows up to a call, she's like, oh, hey, future desk. I didn't know you were showing up to the call today, right? And she just is like there with me. There's no like gaps. I don't have to like explain to her why or how even. It's not your bookkeeper's business how you're going to do it, right? It's your bookkeeper's business to show you the path to your future and to show you the variables and update you on the reality too. So like they do have to update you on the reality. So I think that's where we were going next. Right. So exactly. So 
you know, Jess had a really big goal that was, you know, bigger than any month I had seen her do. I think it was May of last year. And we were doing- Because it rhymed, 25K May. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we were doing weekly check-ins. Like I I was, because I get really invested in my clients too and their goals. So like I'm checking her numbers even when she's not asking. So I'm like, oh, is she there? Is she there? You know, and she didn't hit it. She didn't hit it in May. And so we- still kept we kept on with the plan we were like okay let's adjust you know what we need to do what 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 you need to see also to help you figure out along the way so what part of it what we implemented was more of a weekly tracker as well making sure she could see weekly what was coming in and then also seeing like okay what does she expect to see each week and making sure that that number gets there as well so she knows if something's missing these are all things that we mm-hmm. sort of implemented over time but you know the magic of Jess and the way her mind works is that in June she exceeded the May goal because she had just been putting in all of this effort and focus into 25k May that it ended up being 25k June or 28k June I think so something like that I don't even know yeah. and that was the part of the fun of it too is that by the time it actually came and the goal came I was so connected to the future self because Natalie had laid out just exactly what I needed to do. And then I went to work on exactly what I needed to feel and think in order to show up to those actions and create those results. And then it just became simple. I wouldn't say easy because in May, the failure collection was happening, right? Like I heard lots of no's. I had people commit, say yes, and then back out. I had people cancel. I had people want to pause for personal reasons. You got to imagine too, like this is going on during COVID people are, and like, this is when my growth was happening. So we didn't even, Natalie and I didn't even talk about COVID. When I tell you, like, it was never a factor of like, oh, you're trying to create your biggest month ever while people are losing their jobs. Like, honestly, we did not put our focus there at all because we wanted to focus on the future where people were thriving and helping them get there. We didn't want to just like go to the place where everyone was around us was struggling and having these thoughts of scarcity. What would that do? Right. But it is easy. I think a lot of you say like, oh no, numbers freak me out. I don't like to look at my numbers. And I just encourage you, first of all, practice does help with that, but I do encourage you to, like Natalie said, to at least get to neutral with the numbers and just be like, oh, okay, this is what's happening, but it's not who I am. It's just a reflection of what I've been thinking. So if you've been having a lot of doubt, people don't want to buy anything from me. People don't have the money right now. If you have those thoughts, you want to find them because while you have those thoughts, you're not going to be creating the goals that you want to create. So yeah, it was fun. And Natalie, originally I told her, okay, at the end of the month, tell me, uh, what, what we did in terms of the goal. And then we'll reset for the next month. And I was like, in May, I remembered being like, all right, where am I at? Like, I need to know sooner. I, we were so dialed into this goal. And then I was like, okay, I think I need it every week. And then I was like, Okay. The last week I was like, I'm going to need these reports every day because the math isn't catching up. And then the last couple of days, it was like, my whole team was just like texting nonstop. It was like, 
Okay. What's happening in the hours? Like we did not give up until the very, until the, you know, the 12th hour when it turned to the next month. And then we were like, weird. We didn't hit it. Like I felt, I felt like we hit it, even though it was so intense in that first week of June. I think that was the craziest part. I think the first week of June, 18 K came in or something. I do remember just driving to my family's like, like summer gathering. And it was like June 8th or something. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, you guys we're at like a hundred K in receivables halfway through the year. Like what is happening right now? Like it was just so fun. And, and all of that only that consistency, that momentum came from being able to see what was the facts, what was the reality, and then being able to take that and just be like, okay, now I can create a plan. Now I can make the decisions. I was able to decide. I said, okay, all right. My next goal is if I wanted to bring in an employee and have them not be contracted, like that's the future vision. We're talking about bigger things. If I wanted to have them be a full-time employee with benefits, with all of that, what would I have to do? At what point is that the level? So I don't have that, right? Like Natalie is not like a full-time employee of mine, neither is Janelle, but it's something that I would love to do. My vision is to just have these badass women that are making lots of money building this company that's very important to other women's success. Like it just think there's nothing more feminist to me than making money and just showing. Yeah. And, and not just making money, but for me at this level, now I'm thinking about for me providing an opportunity for other women to make money just by working with me. That's so cool to me and really next level. And I, uh, not to get, I got really weepy last week's episode, but I, you know, growing a daughter, I think it's a whole nother thing. Just thinking about all of the things that I don't want to teach her by with the lip service. Girls don't like to listen to their moms, but they watch you intently. And I just want to show her what's possible so that she really can't question it. And there's no doubt what's possible for her. And so that she can think even bigger than me. How fun while she's so small. She's a hedgehog size right now. Anywho, so if someone wanted to work with you, Natalie, what does that look like? What kind of clients are you taking on right now? And what are some of the questions that they should ask themselves to know whether it's the right time? Great question. So I am really working predominantly with solopreneurs, you know, mompreneurs. That's that's my clientele, coaches, photographers, sort of individual businesses that are making a difference in the world. And just like Jess, it's important to me to support women who want to get there and want their numbers to be fun and make sense for them and have them as have their numbers be an ally rather than an adversary, right? That's really the, the goal for me to, to work with folks that want to get to that place. So yeah, I think some of the things to ask yourself is am I ready to sort of look at this stuff neutrally and be prepared to interview bookkeepers and, or me or whoever, and just, and make sure that you're okay. And you have the, you know, wherewithal to say, look at all of these things neutral. Cause I know sometimes I'll have people come to me and they'll talk to me and we'll do a consult and it's still a little bit scary. And, and 
And I can only do, you know, I try not to be scary. I don't think I'm, you know, I don't bite. I'm, I am very neutral when I speak to Jess or any of my other clients. But I think that's something that you have to be sort of prepared to be coached on, 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 on thinking about it neutrally, on understanding the math and the math doesn't mean anything other than the numbers that are on the page and just a discrepancy on how to get to your goals. So I think that's really the main thing I would recommend. Yeah. That's really something that I wanted to mention as well. So for those of you who are like new to number reporting or really do feel kind of triggered by that, doesn't mean that you're not ready. Just means that you should absolutely be coupling it with coaching. So if you aren't really sure and you want to not dip your toe, but really start practicing looking at your numbers in happening sessions starting March 15th. So if you have not set up a consult or gotten on the email list, go to my Instagram, what's happening W Jess and set up a consult there, link in my bio or apply there you can, you'll start tracking so that you can see what comes up for you so that we can just coach you on what you're making your numbers mean because numbers in themselves, like they're not scary. Obviously they're just on a paper. They don't do anything to you. And also the fact is the numbers are there, whether you're looking at them or not. So looking at them, if you're scared to look at them because you're scared of reality, what are you doing? Like, imagine you were just like, I don't want to go to work today because I'm scared that like a client is going to have a question for me or like, I don't want to parent today because I'm scared my child's going to ask me a question that I haven't been able to answer yet or that I have never answered yet. It's like, yeah, that's just life, but it's the facts of life, whether or not you're looking at it or not. So I agree. And as, as Jess was talking, I had a couple other things. I think some other things to think about is starting to separate your business finances from your personal finances. Yes. So if you haven't set up bank accounts or at least credit cards or why not a way to track them separately, that makes a big difference when you hire on a bookkeeper because for them to try and kind of figure out which is which is, is challenging, right? So I will say that is super helpful, at least have some sort of system like YNAB, um, if not preferably, you know, your business credit cards, business checking accounts, et cetera. Yes. Yes. And so for those of you also who don't know, like YNAB is you need a budget. If you're brand new and you found this episode, I teach my clients and I recommend that as the tool and resource for managing your money so that you can make decisions, not just about your business, but also understanding really cleanly, am I spending money out of buffering and trying to avoid an emotion or is it really in line with my priorities? And a lot of those come from YNAB's system. That is just how we make all decisions. It just goes so well with the way that I teach you to think, which is to make as many of your decisions for your life as possible in advance of the decision-making. So when I go to spend money, so for example, I, we decided we're going to get married, Mark and I, and we're like, oh, I'm like, a dress, like, oh, that's not in the budget. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll save up a little thing. And I just decided, okay, actually within the budget that I have, I could order this dress and I could order this dress and then just decide right now. Like it was, it was an easy decision for me to make because I had pre-budgeted a certain amount in that category. Right. So once you're starting to do that, I didn't actually, when I came to Natalie, have a separate account for my business and my personal, which is crazy. I'd been doing it for three years. I don't think 
that is necessary in order to hire her. And I don't think that YNAB is necessary, but one or the other one, some way for you to start to practice thinking about it separately and actually having a way for her to see what is separate. Otherwise you just have a lot of, um, onboarding, a longer onboarding process. So again, we do all of that cleanup that like pre-work, I think coming into happening sessions and then hiring Nat- Natalie is a very natural next step. So um, Natalie, if they want to set up a consult with you, where can they find you? They can email me at natalie.wanger and my last name is W-A-I-N-G-E-R at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram, Natalie Wanger, just all one word. And yeah, I look forward to hearing from everyone. Yeah, you guys are in for such a treat. As you heard, Natalie is just such a sweet person. But beyond that, she is, there's no one I work with that's more comfortable with the idea of a future focused business. And I think that's really hard to find in freelance employees. And if you're trying to apply this work and you're trying to really like make big leaps in your business, whether it's financial, whether it's in your personal brand or anything like that, I think it's important for you to find a team that supports that. So really good. All right. I will, uh, I will put all of Natalie's information in the show notes so that you can connect with her there. Make sure at the end of this call, like even if you're driving, make sure that you set yourself voice memo yourself, some sort of alarm for you to set up a consult for happening sessions. And with Natalie, whether or not you're ready, that's what the consults for. I do want you to be in the advanced decision maker mindset though, of deciding what decision you want to make before you get to the console. And then you can kind of see if that is undone. I think that's a more fun and more self-control way of, of making those decisions and those hiring practices. All right, you guys, thank you so much, Natalie, for coming on and being so, uh, open. I know normally you're the behind the scenes gal, but I, I really think that you shine in the spotlight in this, in this episode. Well, thank you. And thanks so much for having me. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Hey, hapsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to whatshappening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening. W-H-A-T-S-H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G.com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening. W Jess. Again, that's happy. H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.